following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to the huge show.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, digging the summer like weather. Hit your local golf course. My favorite local one is North Kent Golf Club in Rockford, and my destination course, which is only an hour away. From Grand Rapids, just north of GR, the Tullymore Golf Resort opens up on Friday. So with that weather, book a stay-and-play package early if there's still room. I know Matt Golden, the CEO, talking about tea times filling up. So it's to be great Friday and Saturday, and then we get back to a couple of cold days, but then it bounces back. So Tullymore opens up on Friday, TullymoreGolf.com. Inside this broadcast, George Blaha, voice of the Pistons, will talk about Dwayne Casey moving to the front office, the future of the Pistons, and also Michigan State's spring football game happening on Saturday. King George I will join us. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, and Mel Tucker and Michigan State football. And what about Izzo and the Spartans? They're set up to win it all next year. Get Izzo that second natty. Talk about the latest developments with Comp from SpartanMeg.com before the bottom of the hour. Also, Whitney Bell is a defensive coordinator for Caledonia High School. Went to the D1 State Finals, lost to Belleville. Great guy. On air, off air, on the field, off the field. One of the best I've ever met. Played at Ferris. End of the hour, he'll talk about the Great Lakes Combine Saturday, May 6th in Allendale for... 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders, high school football players. College coaches will be there. D1 guys can't, but the D2 coaches, D3 coaches will be there Saturday, May 6th, indoors in Allendale. So we'll hear from Whitney, Scoop Jackson, ESPNChicago.com, one of the great NBA insiders, as the play-in tournament begins. Keith Langloy, Pistons.com. On what's next for the Pistons, Tim McCormick, Valley Sports Detroit, Pistons NBA insider. 
It's a busy show. Superfly and John Vanderwall, former major leaguer on the Tigers nine games in. Well done, SF. Let's go talk to the king of basketball in the state of Michigan. Probably the royalty would be Magic Johnson, King George Blaha, the first. He is standing by in the Meyer guest line here on the huge show across Michigan. Welcome back, my friend. Huge, how you doing today? Doing good. How you feeling? I feel great. Thanks for asking. I appreciate that. Uh, that when they did that zipper thing with me and fixed my heart up last spring, uh, they did me a world of good. Uh, how's the golf swing doing? Well, they didn't want me to do much last summer, so uh, but this summer I'm going to be back at it and shortly. All right. That's a warning to anybody on any northern Michigan golf course. Watch out for King George Blaha. Uh, we'll get to Michigan State's spring game and your thoughts on Mel Tucker and what the Spartans are going to do this fall in football. But uh, the Dwayne Casey story, the Pistons, uh, where are they going? What's the plan? Uh, I, I, you look at the young talent, you see Ivy. I know Cunningham was out all year. That probably cost him 10, 15 wins, maybe 10, 12 wins. Uh, Durant yeah. emerged. Uh, I mean, they, they have all the pieces in place. Now the question is a veteran or two to stabilize it and a coach who can maximize it. I think that's well put. And, you know, whoever they hire, uh, the guy in, in his own way uh, is following a guy who was good enough to win 60 games in Toronto. So it's not like Dwayne Casey forgot how to coach. But when when you're in the middle of a team that uh, is, is hoping for a, a good lottery selection, it's hard to win games. And a lot of guys were sidelined who were veteran guys. And then, as you said, the Cade Cunningham loss uh, was was worth ten or twelve uh, in the in the one column. Shoot, those guys might have been five hundred with uh, everybody played and Cade Cunningham played. But the bottom line is, uh, Dwayne took his medicine, didn't say anything, and uh, he'll have another year in Detroit uh, with a nice salary, and then who knows? But I uh, I got no clue who's going to be the new coach, but I think. They probably need to take take a lot of time and make a very intelligent decision because you're right. There are enough pieces there that uh, this this team could turn around almost immediately. So what type of coach is it? Because we watched a change when, you know, Carlisle wasn't good enough to get him to the championship level. They turned to Larry Brown and they went out and got another ring. You mentioned Casey, whose track record at Toronto was solid, and politics pushed him out the door. He couldn't get it done. What what, what type of coach do you think is necessary for this group of Pistons? Well, let me back up and say this. I think the, the, uh, the Pistons front office was so enamored with Larry Brown that they made a change from Rick Carlisle. They didn't have to. Now, Larry had a heck of a coach. You had to be around him to realize how brilliant he was, but you saw the results on the court. But Rick Carlisle is still one of the best coaches in the NBA. Get somebody of that of that stature, and uh, you'd find a way to win. And maybe it would be important to get somebody who could attract a free agent or two. You don't need much, but you probably need uh, one more solid veteran player. Don't forget, Boyan Bogdanovich uh, shut down on about the 1st of March, and 
he was he's one of the few guys in this team who's not going to get any better down the road, but he was already good enough. But they, they need a couple other guys who are already good enough, like Bogey. And that new coach, I, I think they need somebody with head coaching experience. It would be very delicate to bring in an assistant to try and work with a young team. That's just my viewpoint from a distance. Your thoughts, George? No, I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, I think uh, unless you have there's an assistant coach somewhere that uh, everybody is sold on and, and you want to grab them before somebody else does, you're probably going to look at uh, head coaches first. I even saw Jay Wright's name brought up, uh, the Villanova Hall of Famer. But so there, there are a lot of people that should be under consideration, and I, I have no idea where they're going with this. But I'm sure there, Troy Weaver and a few others already have a uh, a list. It might be, might be a short list. It might be a lengthy one. But they they got to get to it right now. Yeah, I think Gores and Weaver understand how important this hire is because you the, you know the clock and and you watch how quick Oklahoma City flipped it or Orlando and your goal really was with a healthy Kate. I, I thought they might be able to get to this playing level, which means you didn't have to be a 500 team. And you look at Cade when healthy. You throw in Jade Nivey, who's looked like an NBA player even in his last year at Purdue. Uh, you mentioned Bogdanovich. They paid him. Uh, Duran, uh, I thought, was one of the best rookies out there. You got Weissman. You got options with bigs. Man, if you just, you know, maybe a forward, a veteran who could give you 15, 18 a game. You got Burks, who I like his shot. I, I look at this roster, and even minus Cade, George, I'm surprised how bad their record was. I really am. The backcourt next year with Jaden Ivey and Kate Cunningham ought to be very intriguing. I think they're really both combo guards, but they're both. I mean, Jaden showed this year he could be an excellent passer, and he wants to pass. There's one thing about being a passer, and, and another thing about being a quote unquote willing passer. And uh, he's a willing passer, and Cade uh, was obviously a jack of all trades last year, and. Uh, by all reports and what I've seen, uh, his jumper is going to be considerably better. It was good last year. It could be at least very good this fall. So you'll have a, a heck of a backcourt. And if, if Killian plays closer to the way he played in the last couple of games, uh, he'll give you a great third guard. And Alec Burks uh, can shoot with almost anybody in the league. Yeah, Kate, right. Yeah, Kate and Ivey uh, in the backcourt. And again, Duran and your bigs and the options you have like a you know your veteran power forward maybe uh, that might be what you know a starter at power forward a veteran you're going to get a high draft pick right i mean oh yeah and well I, don't forget the guy that i think people forget who would have played under normal circumstances but as they angled for a, a good spot in the draft didn't play uh I think he's proven that he can play power forward, and that's Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart. That's a big, strong guy who can uh, he can move an awful lot of uh, people playing power forward. You know, King George and George Baja joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking about uh, the end of the Pistons season, looking ahead, uh, finding a replacement for Casey. I, when we go through the roster, when we talk about the names, I, I still can't believe. 
that they're there at the bottom of the NBA. There just something was missing. There really was. I whether it's a commitment to defense, both ends of the floor, chemistry. I don't know, George, but you're listing the guys that are there. We're looking at guys that were hurt and also guys who played in the rotation. I mean, they they go extremely deep with young talent, unlike any other NBA team I've ever seen. But it in gelling a rotation, consistency coming together. There, there's there's something that's not allowing this group to click. I don't know what it is. Well, at the end of the season, the one thing was they didn't have enough players on the court. But now, uh, if they all show up uh, healthy this summer for some workouts and in September for training camp, and, and there's some some significant person is going to be added, uh, maybe two, somebody in the draft and, and a free agent, they're going to look around and say, hey, we're good enough. And I think, you know, young young guys, when they start, are convinced they're good enough until they realize that they're not and they realize they have to get better. And I think Jaden Ivey did realize he had to get a little bit better, and he did. Uh, the Jaden Ivey we saw in the last month of the season uh, was becoming a standout. He looked like he almost looks like he's a lock to play in an all-star game fairly soon. And so when those, when those guys turn the corner mentally and realize that they can get by people, they can score on people, and they can stop people, that's something you brought up, and that has to happen too, uh, then the Pistons will be where they need to be. I trust uh, Weaver and Gores will see who they hired. George Blaha, voice of the Pistons and Michigan State football, joining us on the Meyer guest line here on the huge show across Michigan. Before I let you go, uh, Mel Tucker needs that bounce back year. Spring game is approaching. Uh, your thoughts on what you're hearing and expecting this fall uh, for Mel Tucker in Michigan State football? Uh, you know, there's so many guys uh, went down defensively on, for this team, and they, they lost some offensive people as well last year. And, of course, the main loss that they had last year was Kenneth Walker. Uh, he was doing great things in Seattle as opposed to East Lansing. But there, there's some new running backs in there, and uh, I believe they have enough receivers. And the quarterback room is as well will be once uh, once they get the Levitt kid in this summer, the player of the year from Oregon, will be as well shocked as maybe it's ever been. So, uh, and Peyton Thorne, uh, what I've seen in, in spring practice, uh, looks sharp. And I've always been a fan of his. I think the Peyton Thorne with Kenneth Walker and the Peyton Thorne without him and without some offensive linemen, of course there was a difference. But uh, now, you, now they're used to playing without him, and they've got uh, a couple new running backs. There's a Nathan Carter kid transferred in from uh, UConn, and you would normally think, well, why is a UConn running back going to make a difference? But when you see him, I think you'll understand why they're so high on him. And the, uh, the defense defensive linemen who won't play in the, in the spring game Saturday, and they uh, maybe even four or five of them, and they still have plenty of D linemen. I think the secondary will be much improved, and their linebacker room with Cal Halliday and Aaron Brule and Jacoby Winman uh, ought to be uh, terrific. So, and the defense needs to uh, needs to be in a situation where uh, they they put give the offense 
the ball in good, decent field position, and I think they'll be able to do that this fall. I'm a little worried. You know, how do you how do you replace Bryce Barringer? Well, you don't. So the new punter, and I don't know who that is, uh, will will have to uh, he'll have to big shoes to fill, and uh, a place kicker that's up to Michigan State standards will be required as well. King George, good to hear that you're doing well. Get that golf swing back. Enjoy a little downtime, and we'll talk soon. All right. Great to be on with you, Huge. Take care. All right. Back at you, King George Baja, joining us on the Meyer Guest Side. And Meyer, proud to be partners with both the Pistons and Michigan State. You can gear up for the Pistons and Michigan State uh, inside your local Meyer. We do have our Bush Light huge question of the day pertaining to the NBA and the Pistons. How many Pistons games did you watch this year on TV or go see in person in downtown Detroit? Answer that question at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. They have locations all across Michigan. They're a local bank that you can trust and depend on, and that's more important than ever before. So how many Pistons games did you watch this year on TV? How many did you see in person? Answer that one, 866-838-HUGE-HUGE-SHOW on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Also, the Lions have traded. They just bit the bullet on this. Jeff Okuda is gone. He was traded to the Falcons for a fifth-round pick. Mm. Akuda was selected overall number three out of Ohio State. How many guys drafted out of Ohio State are becoming great NFL players? I think it should be faux Ohio State, fake players, faux Ohio. Oh, seriously, yeah, Bosa, right? Yeah. Wilson, the wide receiver, is a stud for the Jets. I, well, what quarterback from Ohio State has been the best pro in the NFL? I'm talking quarter, not corner like Akuda. So CBS Sports NFL insider Jonathan Jones confirmed that. So Akuda will get a fresh start in Atlanta. Lions hit free agency with DBs. It's not a loss. It just shows you how bad Patricia and Quinn were, right? How bad they were. It's kind of like looking at Alavila with the Tigers and how he buried that franchise and sold everybody an analytical pile of doo-doo. Speaking of that, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, uh, will join us before the end of the show in studio to talk about the Tigers and their Two and seven start. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. In our next segment, I'm Mel Tucker in Michigan State Spring Game. And what about Izzo? He had a nice surprise yesterday that has set up Michigan State, I think, to be the preseason choice to win it all next year. I can't wait to do our all-access show that we do every year. And we're also going to do it from the camp out for the Izzo. I mean, you think about what Izzo has returning. And you do the math on Tyson Walker coming back. Mm, a leader. 
A guard? That's how you win national championships. Well, Izzo getting them, but dose. Dose me, Izzo! Superfly Hayes, a Spartan fan, not even flying his Spartan gear on a day where I think they've moved into, with that recruiting class, what they have returning. Your Michigan State Spartans, we could get a double dip. Michigan could win the national championship in football. And then the Spartans, a little less than a year from now, much madness. So Comperone will join us next. And then Whitney Bell, who is the defensive coordinator for Caledonia High School, south of Grand Rapids, for our listeners on 96-1 The Game. He is putting on the Great Lakes Ironman Combine, May 6, indoors at the Grand Valley State University football facility. It's open to everybody listening, freshmen through seniors to be in high school, football players from all across the state and the Midwest, college coaches, most D2 and D3 schools will be there on Saturday, May 6th. You need to sign up by April 16th to register to get everything organized. GLIronmen.com. That's GLIronmen.com. We'll talk to Whitney coming up. Scoop Jackson, ESPNChicago.com, one of the best NBA insiders on the NBA playoffs. Keith Langloy, Pistons.com, Tim McCormick, Bally Sports Detroit. On what Izzo has coming back, Tyson Walker returning, and the Pistons. And like I said, former major leaguer John Vanderwall in studio. He's a hitting coach for the Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central Rangers. I got to play his speech he had about kids. If you strike out, you might as well flunk out. That was pretty hostile speech. Vandy has a little Earl Weaver old school leadership in him. Vanderwall in studio talking baseball. Superfly has gone to work today. It's a monster show. Callers online. Michigan will hear you next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Spin the money wheel and win up to $100,000 cash. Every Saturday in April from 5 to 11 p.m., one winner each hour will spin for the win and take home up to hundred grand. Whirl in for $100,000 money wheel. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference. And we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Breaking Benjamin. Live in concert in Grand Rapids. With special guests, Bush. And Another Day Dawns. 
See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For more, visit BreakingBenjamin.com. Get tickets now. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We're originating from our flagship station, 96.1 The Game in downtown GR. Bush Light, huge question of the day. How many Pistons games did you watch on TV this past season or go to in downtown Detroit? I'm just curious. Let me know on 866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show. On Facebook and opt in on that huge text chain, text the word HUGE to 21,000. Let's go get a quick update from Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. VMSU Insider joins us. Tyson Walker announced yesterday he's coming back. And I'm looking at, with what they have returning comp, and that recruiting class coming in, they were already projected to be a top five team in the country. I didn't expect Walker back. I think Izzo, in terms of a true shot at getting a second natty, that could happen a year from now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what Izzo's thinking. That's what his staff is thinking. And they see the job that UConn did this year, and UConn's going to have a lot of talent coming back also. But UConn was good. But it's not like UConn had to beat very many good teams to win the national title. So is the nation getting watered down a little bit? And um, the way Michigan State sees what they could be next year, if the national field stays similar, yes, they think they've got a shot at it, and they should be a preseason top ten. I agree with you. I didn't expect Walker to come back when the season ended. But here in the last few weeks, a lot of the tea leaves were pointing that way, and that's what we were saying over at SpartanMag.com. And yesterday it became official. Tyson Walker will return. Really is one of the more experienced and dynamic guards in the country. I agree, and they were already in the way too early top 25 I saw, I think, from the Bristol Network. They were already number six, and that was without Walker uh, announcing he would return. So, yeah, they're going to be right there in the mix. Uh, that's good news for the Michigan State fan base. On the football side, uh, with the spring game approaching, uh, what are you looking for uh, from the Michigan State side? Uh, more offense, more defense? What are key positions that the SpartanMag.com team is keeping an eye on for this spring game? You know, the defense has to be on the same page more so than the last couple of years. Now, last year, they had a ton of injuries. As I've said before, 27 different starters on defense, 27 different individuals started games on defense last year. So it was hard to have a lot of uh, uh, same-pageness continuity last year with all that happening. Now, in the meantime, they got a lot of experience. Will we see the defense get tested this Saturday? No, probably not. A little bit. We'll see the new safeties. There's new safeties back there. Jaron Magnum and Malik Spencer, a couple of uh, true sophomores. Spencer, I think, preserved redshirt status last year. But quarterback is something people are going to be wanting to watch. Caden Hauser and Noah Kim are the two candidates backing up 
Peyton Thorne for now. But, Bill, I'm hearing all indications that that is a true competition. Peyton Thorne against Noah Kim and uh, Kaden Hauser. Kaden Hauser, freshman from California. Noah Kim has been around for about three years, and he keeps getting better. Keeps getting better. He's a redshirt junior. I've heard he's done well in the first two scrimmages. He was. Uh, he spoke with the media today, and the coaches and the the media relations people. They don't just throw anyone out there for interviews. I mean, he's he's doing interviews because he is competing. And I think we will hear from Caden Hauser after the scrimmage on Saturday. But Noah Kim, my understanding is the the one that's really shown a lot of life this spring, pushing Peyton Thorne in that quarterback position. Jim Combroni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider. You can follow everything Michigan State spring football at SpartanMeg.com and also the latest on Tyson Walker uh, coming back. Before I let you go, uh, what's the projected starting five for Izzo and the Spartans when they tip off what could be a national championship season next fall? Well, I think A.J. Hogarth's coming back as a senior, big, strong point guard, good passer. Everybody knows what he is. You know, he improved his jump shot this year, so I think his jump shot should get even better next year. So you have Hogard, Tyson Walker in the backcourt with Jaden Akins expected to come back. Um, I'm expecting my, Maddie Sissoko to compete there at the center position. You know, Carson Cooper's going to push him. Jackson Kohler's going to push him. One of those three will one of those three will start at center. I'm thinking it's Sissoko to begin the year, but all of a sudden those two freshmen give you some more depth there. Malik Hall was a stretch four power forward earlier in his career. Last year, he played more of a, of a wing position. I think Malik Hall will be moving to the four to take the position that Joey Hauser played the last two years. So I think Malik Hall slides to the four, and then you have Malik Hall and Jay Nakins both in the starting lineup, whereas this year it was one or the other. And the bench will be spectacular with that incoming class. Uh, it could be. Could be. You know, Xavier Booker's a, a highly ranked six foot ten guy with uh, you know good shooting skill, good ball handling, good straight line speed, explosive leaper. He has a lot to learn away from the ball, offensively and defensively. When the ball is not in his hands, he has a lot to learn. So don't expect the world from him awesome. just yet. I know he's a top ten player, but do not expect him to be Zion Williamson or Paulo Bancaro or those type of top ten players. He has a ways to go but he has athleticism and skill. All right, Jim Comperoni, my man, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great, thank you. All right, come checking in from SpartanMeg.com. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We play for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news 
press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Life as a grown-up. Not what you thought it would be, right? The meetings, the stress, the boredom, and that one big question. Does any of this matter? Then you became a cop. Not what you thought it would be, right? The pride, the honor, the love for the brothers and sisters who served with you. The family who reminds you how much you matter. Being a cop, not what you thought, right? Just what you needed, I guess. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the Huge Show across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. A good friend joining me in studio, Whitney Bell, defensive coordinator for the highly touted Caledonia Fighting Scots football program just south of Grand Rapids for our listeners on 96.1 The Game. Whitney also teams up uh, with former athletes, uh, with college coaches, and he does training, and also he has a huge combine coming up on May 6th. Out in Allendale at Grand Valley, and Whitney joins us in studio. How you doing, my friend? Doing well on yourself, Bill? I'm doing good, bud. All right, so let's talk about this combine. For a parent, a coach listening, a kid uh, who may be a freshman, sophomore, junior to be, a uh, senior to be in high school, uh, describe what's happening May 6th out in Allendale. Yeah, so at, at 2 o'clock, we're, we're going to start the orientation. What we're going to have right now is we have laser time 40s going on. We're doing a, If you ever looked at an NFL combine or watched it, it's going to be very similar platform. So we're going to have a 40 testing. We're going to do pro agilities, L cones, height and weight, broad jumps. And then after we get done with all the testing, we're going to break off into individual drills so they can, they can kind of showcase off what they do, not just running, but from a football standpoint to all the colleges that are going to be there. And, and the great thing is, during that time, all the parents will be in an hour seminar with Dan Fedrosi at Aaron's, and going over the importance of recruiting with social media, I think, is a, is a really big deal moving forward with the changing of the social media platform for kids. So, Whitney, uh, the combine is May 6th out at the indoor facility at Grand Valley State uh, University. It's open to what ages, what grades to be? Uh, incoming freshmen all the way up to incoming seniors. So, and the college coaches, the biggest part compared to other combines you read and hear about is that college coaches, uh, you have a long list of coaches who will be at this May 6th combine in Allendale, uh, Great Lake Ironmen. Uh, what coaches have committed? What schools will be there? 
So we have uh, the two-time defending, defending national championships. Ferris State University will be in attendance. You're familiar with that school. I, I am a little familiar with that. You played I, there. Played there and coached there back in the day. and Came down on a dog sled. <laughs> Tony Neese told me this story that he from Sault Ste. Marie, his parents didn't have a car. They came down on a dog sled and dropped him off in Big Rapids, and that was the beginning of the Whitney Bell era. Yeah, it was close to that, similar to that. But well, Sault Ste. Marie, everybody has a dog sled, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's a lot of snow up there, and it's, it's still around. But we have Grand Valley is going to be in attendance, Michigan Tech, Northern Michigan University is coming from the UP, uh, Hillsdale College, Ashland University is coming. You have, you have Hope, Kelvin, um, Trine is going to be in attendance as well. Unfortunately, Division One schools cannot attend due to the NCAA rules. But I've talked a lot with Coach Taylor at uh, Western Michigan University, and I've, I've talked a lot with Central Michigan, and they would like to see the data with all the athletes that, that come and test. Yeah, so what, what will be available for those freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors to be, anybody who will be playing high school football at any level uh, this fall, May 6th in Allendale, uh, if they want to get out there, college coaches, like you said, seminar for parents on using social media to help recruiting. Uh, college coaches that will be there, D1 schools can't. Uh, you'll do drills beyond the typical combine of just running and strength and shuttles. Uh, it's open uh, to everybody listening across the state in the Midwest. So the easiest way to sign up would be what? For somebody that can't write everything down right now, uh, a web address where they can just lock in, get registered immediately. Yeah, you, you go to glironman.com, and on the website, it'll have... Is that Iron Men or Man? Men. Men. Iron Men. And then you go to the website, and it'll have the combine link that you click on that, and then you register, and there's a Google document that the student-athlete needs to fill out, and it's extremely important that gets filled out because we need the Twitter information, your high school football coaches' contact information. So these coaches, these college coaches see interest in you, they're going to want to reach out to your high school football coach, which is extremely important in the recruiting process. So it makes it easier for them to have it all in one spot so they can look at it. GLIronmen.com. Correct. GLIronmen.com. And anybody who's going to be a freshman to a senior the upcoming football season, because he'll be here before you know it. I mean, we're almost to the middle of April. And football teams will start their summer workouts in early June, official workouts in pads in August. So you're... You're, what, four months away from pads at the high school level? Close to it, right? Close to it. And there's all these one-day camps that are going to be coming up with your Western Michigans, your Centrals, your Ferris's, Grand Valleys, and Davenport's with, you know, Coach McEwen is going to be in attendance to this as well. I mean, it's a good baseline to get started. And if some of these coaches come and talk to you afterwards, they might want you to come to your one-day camps. And the more exposure you can have with colleges, the more opportunities you have. So for somebody who's new uh, to this recruiting process, and not everybody knows as much as you do or other coaches or recruiting insiders, uh, this is a nice launching point on May 6th uh, indoors in Allendale at the Grand Valley State University uh, football complex. Uh, 2 o'clock it begins, glironmen.com. College coaches will be there. There will be a seminar for the parents on how to use social networks to help uh, recruiting uh, with their kids. And, and I think also it's a good gauge where a kid will know where he needs to go, right? If he's a freshman, wants to come out there against a guy, this is, this is what I got to reach for, right? 100%. And you just never know whose eye you're going to turn when you go test. 
you could turn one person's eye, and next thing you know, that really drastically increases your, your stock and wanting to play college football. All you got to do is change one person's mind and who you are. So May 6th in Allendale on the west side of the state, Grand Valley State University indoor football complex. Uh, you can register any freshman through senior this upcoming football season, glironmen.com. What would you say is the biggest change in recruiting, Whitney, from you going from Sault Ste. Marie to Ferris State University to now uh, being a high school coach, defensive coordinator for Caledonia, fighting Scots, went all the way to Ford Field and the championship game in D1 last year. Uh, what is the biggest challenge for a parent when it comes to recruiting and also for that kid? I think the biggest challenge right now, and I, I would view it more as an opportunity, is the social media aspect that we have now these days with, you know, with your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, and being able to get your information out to so many colleges, I think is a great opportunity if used the right way. Not understanding that and putting things out there that that may not be for the best interests of the student athlete is a, is a big deal on what you're putting out there because everybody can see it and every college looks at those things. I think it's a great opportunity if used the right way. It's, it's a platform that I would say in the past five to six years has drastically changed. I see a lot of kids that don't do their social interac- interaction on Twitter. It's just basically a football recruiting Twitter yeah. handle, right? One hundred percent. Where they they put their name, they put their weight, they put their forty, they put what what they bench, uh, what team they played for, their accomplishments. There's the huddle highlights. Uh, there's highlights of them working out. It's not. You know, I, I think the kids on Twitter don't do as much social. The high school kids because they're on Snapchat, they're on Instagram, right? TikTok. Whatever. I know Whitney's on TikTok. He does a different song every day for the defense. He does a clapback dance to it. So Absolutely. Oh, Sault Ste. Marie, the dance hall's up there. Hey, they were interesting, man. The people just, uh, you know, once they close, trying to get everybody in the uh, sleds and get them home, it's just uh, it's a different animal up there in Sault Ste. Marie. I would agree with that 100%. I will tell you, he's one of the good guys in sports, high school football, uh, played at the college level. Uh, if you if you really want to just step into this recruiting realm for the first time uh, with your high school son, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, May six a Saturday, correct? Correct. May six is it a Saturday? It is yeah, a Saturday. Okay. Well, you're yeah. Is <laughs> it Saturday? 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 <laughs> May six uh, indoors at the Grand Valley State University football complex in Allendale on the west side of the state. Sign your son up. It's, it's pretty inexpensive, too, isn't it? Yeah, it's $125. That, that's not bad to get the, the first taste of uh, of where you are, uh, college coaches there. That, that's not a big number. No, I don't I don't think it's a very big number. If you take a look at the east side of the state and, and the things they do, um, I would say this price is extremely affordable. I will say the deadline to sign up, though, is April 16th, so we can get everything prepared and made for them on on time so glironmen.com high school freshmen through seniors football players for the upcoming 2023 football season sign up by april 16th glironmen.com that's glironmen.com uh how are the caledonia fighting scots going to be this year before i let you go um i think like always you have high expectations going into the season and we have a lot of very good returning football players coming back so on paper you look good but 
every every season is different. Every player is different, right? So, Damn. I got to tell you something. That coach speak one on one at Ferris, where he just aced it, amazing for Whitney. He just aced that class with the coach. Well, Bill, you know, you got on paper. You know, uh, you don't win championships with a piece of paper. You win it with a big tackle, big play. We'll come back to you. No, where I, you I, getting that Southern accent? You're from Sault Ste. Marie. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Don't you know up no, there? I don't need that. Uh, oh my God, get a dog sled with like the. Mud flap ears going down 131 while your dad's trying to drop you off at Ferris or Collin. Oh, oh it, man. We, got, should, we should be all right. The Pennington kid is a stud, one of the best linebackers in the Midwest, isn't he? Yeah, he's, at Caledonia. he's special. He's, uh, he, man, he's 6'3", 230 pounds, runs really well. He's going to be back for his senior year, and I have really high expectations for him as, as well as our, our running back, Brock Townsend. Yeah, great running back. back. And yeah, great coach. Coach Pennington and staff, you do a wonderful job as a D coordinator. Whitney wouldn't surprise me if you're coaching in the NFL one day. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. It'd be pretty cool if I got that phone call, but we'll, I think we'll you see. will. I Trust me. I haven't been wrong on any predictions. <laughs> My entire life, Whitney. Well, I hope you're not wrong on this one. I won't. And just keep up the great work with the kids on all levels. May 6th, the Great Lake Ironman Combine, open to any freshman-to-be through senior-to-be high school football players anywhere in Michigan, across the Midwest. You can invite family, friends in for it. Uh, You need to register by April 16th, glironmen.com. That's glironmen.com. Whitney, I will see you out at the combine. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate you having me on. All right, Whitney Bell, defensive coordinator for the Caledonia Fighting Scots football program and also one of the men behind uh, that GL Ironmen combine. May 6th, as I mentioned, indoors at the Grand Valley State University football complex. Register by April 16th at glironmen.com. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are jumping in on our number two on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show in the state. 19 stations carry us weekdays three until six for the one close to you. Go to the huge show.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Inside this hour, Scoop Jackson, ESPNChicago.com, NBA Insider. On the NBA tournament that has begun, I'll watch the playoffs in the NBA. NHL, NBA playoffs, even if the Wings and the Pistons aren't in it, that's the only time I want to watch. NBA has a problem, and I think it's politics, and they let it supersede 
the basketball, and you can see this happening with a lot of businesses away from sports. The politics are killing some businesses and sports. They are. I mean, I, I still enjoy the NBA playoffs. I Stanley Cup playoffs are fantastic. But they let politics be front and center for too long. And they'll recover. Everybody goes through it. You hate a baseball steroid era, and then you're back to a point. If your team's winning, you're going. You're watching. We'll talk Tigers baseball here in about an hour. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, will be in studio. Tigers off to a 2-7 and seven start in Toronto tonight. I dropped the news about an hour ago that Jeff Okuda was traded for a fifth-round draft pick. And he'll get a fresh start with the Falcons in Atlanta. Former overall number three pick. Mm. And even before his injuries, he was brutal. And I give him credit that last year in that offseason with Dan Campbell and his staff, he came back and he worked out and played okay. But he never looked like an overall number three pick. Never, ever in a Lions uniform at any point. So they bite the bullet. They get a fifth-round pick they'll use. And Akuda's gone. And the Lions are better off in the secondary than they've been in a long time. Jeff Risden dropped an opinion. One of our Lions NFL insiders from Lions Wire and the Detroit Lions podcast. I retweeted that ad, Huge Show, on Twitter, The Huge Show, on Facebook. I like how they're getting rid of anybody who doesn't want to buy in. And even guys from the Patricia Quinn era. Moving on. So Akuda gone to the Falcons for a fifth-round draft pick. Yeah, I was looking at the play-in tournament, which I, I give the NBA credit. I think the play-in is a great idea. More teams you can have in the playoffs. Playoff basketball, like I mentioned, is the most appealing thing about the NBA to me. It really is. I expand the play-in. Make, make the end of the season worth something. You know, I know they're talking about this middle-of-the-year tournament. I don't get that. Do a tournament at the end of the year. Do a tournament, last 30 games that dictate seeding in the playoffs. Make it, you know, right off of the heels of March Madness, you know. While, while that's going on, during the week you got the NBA tournament. Now let's, let's talk about middle of the season. Who cares? Scoop Jackson cares. He knows everything about basketball. He has a scoop on every story ever in the history of the game. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, man. ESPNChicago.com, NBA Insider. Like I always say, uh, best in the business. All right, so the NBA. I like the playing games. I, I again, anything that's playoff worthy, hockey, basketball, soccer, you name it, uh, I watch it. Yeah. Uh, your your thoughts on where the NBA is at right now from this playing format uh, to talk? Uh, are they still talking about that middle of the year tournament? I haven't heard any conversations about the middle of year tournament. That doesn't mean they're not talking about it because they put it on the table and everything. And this is across the board in professional sports. You already know this, man. Uh, that unless it's removed from the table, as long as it's on the table, it can always, re- you know, it can, it can always resurface. They can bring it up at any time. And a lot of time, what happens in professional sports, and even in, you know, well, I'll call college professional sports as well, at least in the NCAA, is they like to go year to year to see how things go and. They don't totally shelve anything. Uh, you know how long they've been look, – look at baseball, how long they've been talking about, like, trying to 
make the games quicker. That's been like a five-year conversation. And then they tried it out, you know, in double-A, triple-A. They tried it out in the minors, and it took a while for it to get up to get to the major leagues. But it never really left the table. So it's the same thing applies here. I, I haven't heard anything about them scrapping it. So as long as it's not scrapped, it's on the table. It's just a matter of when they're going to find a way to try to implement it. But that's a year-to-year decision. You know, I think the NBA has a bigger issue. Um, I think One, I think the playing tournament is great. That's good. It, it ignites and reinvigorates the interest for the postseason. Um, but I think they really, really need to deal with um, the, the, I don't want to say the load management, but the time off being taken during the regular season by the amount of players who tend to take it. And teams who seem to implement that on their players, even when the players don't want to take those games off. I think that's going to become a bigger issue. And that's one they need to put on the table and deal with immediately. Right, and I, I've always said if the guys want it off, then shorten the season. But you know they're not going to do that with their TV deals and their arena right, no. uh, revenue. That's never happening, right? No, it's, it's never, and, it's, and it's never happening from a historical standpoint as far as like stats and numbers and, you know, legacies. They're just not going to do that. They're not going to have a PR nightmare where you have a player like like the LeBron Jordan conversation. Like they're not going to risk having that type of PR nightmare where if LeBron played in an era where they were playing 70 games as opposed to 82 and he played 20 years at 70 games as opposed to Jordan playing 20 at you know what I'm saying? At, at 82 games a season, do you know how bad that would hurt the NBA right now in this GOAT conversation that's been going on for the last 10 years? Because the first thing they say is, oh, he didn't have to play as many games, Jordan. So now you're ending that legacy conversation, and that becomes a PR nightmare for the whole league. And there's something they can never do. So now we'd be in a conversation, well, you know, now we got to up the games back to 82 so we can have this conversation. And then LeBron's legacy would have an asterisk by it, which is really not good. So I don't think that's something they would ever do, ever. Scoop, uh, what's an objective look at the NBA right now? Uh, you mentioned they have to work on the load management. You know, people buy a ticket when uh, tickets go on sale to start a season and all of a sudden Steph Curry isn't playing in New Orleans. I'm speaking hypothetically, just talking about it. I, I agree with you. That's a big issue. Uh, when you look at uh, the league, the TV ratings can be all over the place. The all-star formats, uh, squirrely. What would you do if you were commissioner of the NBA today to get the juice back across the country, Scoop? What would be your plan of action? Here's the thing, man, and I think this is a real discussion, and I know you and I don't have that much time to have it, but I think it's a real discussion that we need to have, and it's going to take time to get to the bottom of this because are we talking about public interest or are we talking about money? Because according to the NBA, they had more sellouts this year and attendance was up. Like you said, TV ratings, maybe not so much. I know the All-Star game was something bad, but I don't know if you start gauging that. We don't have the end-of-season numbers from a television standpoint. But if attendance was up and they had more sellouts than they had before and offenses are up and merchandise sales are out, you know, how do we, what are we gauging this on? Is it just general public interest and public conversation? Because if the owners, where are they, where are they really deciding where the core money is? Because if, 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 they're, if their numbers, if their live numbers are up as far as attendance are concerned, and they're having more sellouts, 
That means every arena is generating income that they had not generated before. That means concession stands money up. That means merchandise sales. Everything's going up inside the arena. But television money may be down. Media interest may be down. Public interest may be down, but they're still making money. I agree with you, Scoop. If I'm I'm the commissioner, I don't know where to start. Well, you know, Roger Goodell's in there to make money for the owners, and that's why they pay him like 50 million bucks a year and just gave him a new deal. When I look at Matt Ishbia, the former Michigan State player, big Michigan State booster, he he paid $4 billion for the Suns. Thank you. Sales, overall sales for teams are up. Four billion. Think about. It. I don't know what what were the Suns originally bought for? Seven hundred fifty million, something like that. Something like that. I'm. I'm. I'm yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the numbers in front. I, I think what it is, Scoop, and, and I'm glad we're having this conversation. I, I think that TV numbers are down everywhere uh, for a few reasons, and and I think there's so much out there right now. Uh, 9,000 cable satellite channels. You can watch it on your mobile device. You can tape it. Uh, I I think going to the arenas, the NBA, the one thing I will say, most of their arenas are new. Uh, They offer a lot of amenities, uh, like, you know, Little Caesars Arena in downtown Detroit. So, uh, and also going to see the stars in person. And that goes back to your load management issue that you brought up in the beginning that, yeah. When you look at the stars, and, and you can travel right now, and this is why I think the arenas are are, are, are filling up, because people want to get maybe the last look at LeBron or, or right. Steph. I'm not saying they're close to retirement, but I'm just you know talking that they're getting up there in basketball years. You, you have great stars like Luca, who says he's happy now. Uh, Kyrie, the team killer, Irving uh, down there. <laughs> yeah, Luca, Luca never had an issue ever at a press conference any place. And the next thing you know, the guy is like, you know, he, he's dribbling a basketball on the ledges of high rises in Dallas. That's classic. I mean, I'm, you know, I, Kyrie just, and Luca, Luca goes, yes, I'm happy in uh, Dallas and world is round. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> But but look at it, Kyrie to Kyrie the world is flat so now you I, got problems right there you know and another thing scoop is that and I I brought this up before we went to you that the the politics of the NBA from a uh, and you know Twitter media perception what's out there right now the politics I think splintered a lot of uh, people and it has in businesses uh, sports uh, neighborhoods schools uh, I think that's part of it uh, and I also believe. That the, the load management that that's the TV that's killer. The, yeah. the, the, the load management because what's going on? We got a plane landing right now. Superfly, put him on hold, and I'll come back to him for a second. No, don't drop him. Put him on hold. I don't. I, I put him on hold. I'll go. All right, you might have to call him back. We just got the airplane thing again. Here, you call him back. You give Scoop a call back. We were in the middle of like one of the greatest NBA conversations ever. We get that airplane, the huge jet taken off. <laughs> I think Chuck Cox out at Northern Jet Management has the huge jet out there, and we like to play the sound when it's taken off. That happens about once a week. I don't know why. And I was talking to Scoop. Was it his phone, maybe? Did his phone die? Superfly, you can't say hold on a second when I'm doing live radio. Okay? 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, Scoop, every once in a while we get a the huge I have a private jet when it takes off. We like to play the audio, and it just totally took over when you were uh, we were right in the middle of a cool conversation about yeah, fans. I you, were, you were getting to, we were getting to the importance of you know laying out everything of what the NBA has to deal with, but you were you were about to go on your um, closing argument about low management. Yeah, low management. Just that if if you know if you settle in to watch, I'll say the Pistons and Golden State on TV and the games in Detroit, or, or right. it's in Oakland, wherever San Francisco now. And all of a sudden, they announce at the start of the game that uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green are sitting out. You're clicking the TV off. You're clicking. Right. You're clicking well, it off. You're right. You're right. But here's, here, but let's, to me, it's bigger than just that because what you're speaking about is an individual game. I'm talking about the way it affects across the board because you say, okay, like you said, Detroit may be playing the Golden State Warriors, and now you see that Clay and and Steph may be out. One for rest, the other for a legitimate injury, and maybe they're sitting down. And then you have Andrew Wiggins, who is not there because of family issues, right? Okay, so you go to another game and say, okay, well, I'm going to watch the Clippers in the sun. And then you find out, oh, KD is down because of injury. Paul George is down because of injury. Kawhi's sitting because he just wants to sit. You know, I did, Chris Paul, they're resting him because they didn't want him to play back-to-back. Okay, well, I'm now going to watch the Pelicans and the Miami Heat. Damn. Jimmy Butler's rested. You know what I'm saying? Zion's injured. Uh, Brandon, you know, Ingram is, is sitting down because they don't want him on a back-to-back because he's recovering from an injury. So what I'm saying is that, yes, you're speaking about one game, but my thing is you go across the board every night, and there's always something. So that turns you off to the whole league, not just one. It's not just affecting one game. It's across the board where you're like, okay, I, there could be – Ten games on in the NBA, you know, on you know one night in the NBA, and every ten games, somebody is of significant missing, and that's what I think takes its toll. Not just the one off in one game; it's across the board every night. Yeah, I think they just got to start something that if there's, uh, you know, you got to play a certain percentage, you got to play a half, you have to do something, and there's a limit that if you don't play a certain amount of games without. Uh, legit medical issues. No, but but do you know? I'm not cutting you off, but you know, well, the players association is going to come back at them so hard. What can you do? So all, all I'm trying to do is get back to your first question. If you were commissioner, or you said if I was, I'd expand the rosters. Then what's I'd, the first thing you do? What, I'd, what's I'd, the first I'd, thing you do? I'd expand the rosters. To what? I don't know. I mean, what what are they at right now? What, what, are they at 15 right now or six? Fifteen. So. Are allowed to play every game. We keep 15-15 on the roster. Yeah, but then again, who the uh, young no-name guy isn't going to be appealing to anybody for TV or? Uh, and that's a catch twenty-two. I agree. When we're seeing the yeah. the Suns are sold for four billion if they're filling arenas, and there's not that connection for street talk. But then again, when you look at everything out there, when you look at the evolution of UFC, when you look at all the sports offerings, the NFL now has become almost a year-round entity, right? Yes, yes, exactly. And the NBA used to own it from Christmas until, you know, mid-June with the NBA Finals. And you have have the the emergence of soccer. Uh, You look at everything that they're up against. And I, I just think the NBA, compared to the NFL... Uh, I don't think Major League Baseball does a great job of marketing their product, uh, but 
Man, I the NBA, like NBA TV, and I know they have Chuck and Kenny and Shaq and everything with TBS, TNT crew, but, you know, that NBA TV should be a, a bigger channel like NFL uh, Network, uh, the NBA Network. They, they need more marketing. And I get there's TikTok, Twitter, the social networks, all that. And I think there's just a combination of things. That yeah. you, had, you had the pandemic. Yeah. You had... You have load management. You oh, you had the politics before load management. I don't think politics have really dominated the NBA uh, this year, last eighteen months. Um, so, what do you do? I mean, I I think it's is it. I'm, I'm trying to answer your question. What you you said? What is the what's the first thing you do as commissioner? What do you? That's why I said I would have to find a way to try to deal with the issues of players not playing. I don't want to just throw it on load management because I, I think there's an injury situation that. Right. Really, really legit and has been legit over years. I agree, but they have to find a way to get players. Do you stretch the season? Find a way to get Do you stretch the season and give more time off? Do you start the season earlier in October? Right? And I don't. I don't. I don't think that's going to stop anything. I really don't know if that stops anything. I really don't know. So what do they do? What would you do, Scoop? I don't. That's what I'm saying. I'd, I'd find a way to address it in a way that at least we start the conversation and let everybody know that this yeah. is primary. And the second thing, I think. We need to address, or at least discuss, how do you qualify or quantify public interest at a, at a dollar value? Because you just made a great point about the NFL and how it's up and the NFL network works, and, 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 and it's a good thing. There seems to be a great public interest in the NFL, and I don't know how you quantify that into dollars. How do you modify that into dollars? Like, hey, as long as the public is talking about us in a positive way, and that general interest is continually bringing dollars into this business. And the NFL can say, hey, public interest is up because now everybody's talking about the NFL 24-7. Like, what, uh, the ESPN stance, uh, Get Up, is basically an NFL show. It's an NFL show. That's yeah, what they talk about NFL. And, 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 and that creates public interest because if you have a show that's on ESPN that – is an NFL daily show, and that creates public interest. So that every day throughout, even off season, everybody's talking about the NFL because Get Up is an NFL-driven show. If that generates public interest, and you can quantify that for dollars, that could be the savior. So now the NBA is looking. Okay, well, where's our morning show that's going to get public interest up every day? Do we need to create that on ESPN? Do we need to create that on TNT? You know, where do we do this? Where we get a major network, you know, or is it something on Fox? Yeah, but, you know, Scoop. You know, Fox Sports, I don't right, know. Right, I don't know. That's why I go back and forth, because we can sit here and debate it, but if you slow down what you said earlier in our discussion, and you look at Matt Ishbia paying $4 billion for the Suns, and life is pretty good in the NBA right now, whether it's politics, whether it's fan interest, whether it's load management, whether it's too many games, whatever it is, that Matt Ishbia, a smart businessman from Michigan, looked at the books, looked at the Suns, looked at projections, and said, I'm going to pay you $4 billion, with a B, for your yes. franchise. Yes, and here's the deal. He knows at this point in time that that $4 billion with one championship there, you know how fast he'll make that money back? Man, I tell you, well, you got a billion for Devin, and then uh, Durant becomes your uh, president of operations. That's another billion contract. So, yeah, you got, 
You're paying on some double scoop, man. I, I love catching up with you. We could, me and you could talk for like nine hours. You want to get a morning NBA show? It should be me yeah, and you. We could talk yeah, all day, man. Yeah, we should get that that podcast on on point and, and get ESPN to put us on on morning air. You could be like, hey, you're better than Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> yeah, but the, the combined, we would never even come. Well, it's like Max Kellerman. How'd the boxing commentator go from being a rock star in ESPN? Hey, look, they, they they find a way. They find a way to get the public interested in them. I think I think you and I may be too a little too boring and make people think too much. Yeah, we are boring. We're old. Thanks a lot, Scoop, for that pump me up right at the end of the interview. I love you, man. We'll talk soon, okay? Love too, man. Talk yeah, soon. back at you, Scoop Jackson. I've known him since late 90s. He had Slam Magazine. Some of you who follow Who's will remember that. And I met him when I was working at ESPN 1000 in Chicago. Good man. Uh, more Hoops conversation. Keith Langloy, Pistons.com, Pistons NBA insider on who could be the next Pistons head coach. Tim McCormick, Valley Sports Detroit. He's on the Pistons broadcast. College Hoops commentator. We'll talk about Tyson Walker coming back to Michigan State and what type of coach do the Pistons need to hire to take this team next level. Next level is just getting to the play-in tournament. Speaking of the Pistons, our Bush Light, huge question of the day. How many Pistons games did you watch this year on TV? How many did you go to in downtown Detroit? You can answer that question on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. Godsmack, live and in your face. Friday, May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino, plus Bad Wolves. And same show, same night, Bullet for My Valentine. Tickets start at $28 on sale now at the Soaring Eagle box office or etix.com. Party hard, rock harder. Godsmack, May 26th, part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore, St. Ives? Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. 
Tullymore, and especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Let's go talk about Dwayne Casey. Changes uh, with the Pistons. Keith Langloy, Pistons.com, NBA Pistons Insider, standing by. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, Bill. Thanks for having me back. All right. Uh, you know, Casey is a guy that has a great track record, a lot of respect, even the reports about staying another year inside the Pistons front office. That says something. Uh, but a move was necessary because you're looking at the Pistons collecting all this talent, the moves they've made, giving money to Bajanovic. I mean, you know, at what point does it turn into wins or at least making a push to get into the play-in tournament? Well, I think, you know, look, the ingredients are going to be in place for a, you know, for a significant surge forward. I think they would have been in place this year, but, you know, when you when you kind of pull the linchpin of it after 12 games, with the injury to Cade Cunningham, that that really set a lot of things in motion. That you know they they kind of bit the bullet and said we're going to turn the ball over to Jade Ivey, who wasn't wasn't really ready for that. They they installed Jalen Duran after some other injuries <laughs> struck the front court with Bagley not being available and Isaiah Stewart ha- having some early season injuries. So they had uh, you know any, at the time an 18 year old Jalen Duran, youngest player in the NBA, playing the most critical defensive position so i think they they knew what they were in for once once uh, you know the, the cunningham injury went down they knew it was going to be tough to to uh to, to play to their true talent this year but the pieces are in place to have a significant surge forward next year and i think i think the fact that you know troy weaver is going to the marketplace for a job um that is going to in, entail a guaranteed top five pick um, at 25 million or so in cap space, and uh, I believe six players, 21 or younger, that have like you know the the high ceilings, like uh, guys like Cunningham, Ivy, Duran, Wiseman have, is, is going to be very appealing to uh, you know a, a broad pool of, of prospective candidates. So what type of coach, Keith? You've been around the Pistons a long time, Detroit area. We've seen the great ones like Daly and Carlisle did well, but. He couldn't get him to that championship level. Larry Brown came in. Uh, what type of coach for this group? Uh, again, no Kate Cunningham all year. I think that was 10 to 12 wins they missed out on. Uh, but if it's not Casey, like I said, who you know won big with Toronto, what type of coach is out there right now that fits what the Pistons need? Well, great question. And that's, you know, that's, Troy, that's Troy Weaver's mission. And he said 
that he's not, you know, he said, look, a lot of times when coaching changes are made, the, the, the kind of the expectation is, and, and even sometimes the tendency is, to go in the opposite direction. So if you're going to go opposite of Dwayne Casey, uh, you know, a guy in his mid-60s has been a coaching lifer in three decades on an NBA bench, and, and, with, and his known specialty is on the defensive side of the ball, uh, then maybe you're looking at, at a guy who's a young coach with a you know with, with a, who's an offensive who's known for his offensive chops. I don't Troy kind of dismissed that that that's the that's the blueprint. He said I'll know the right guy when I when when I settle on him. You know, it's, it's, he's looking for someone. And and then he also threw out. He said I'll, he said what I what this team needs. He said I think it's simple. And he 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 said three things. Discipline, development, and defense. So, if you want to take any clues from that, I, I you know, I think you're going to be looking at a guy who is going to come in with into the interview with Troy with a clear idea of how to develop this this roster, how to make it a cohesive roster, and how to uh, how to instill a, a defense that will a blue defensive blueprint that will be something that will be easily communicated to a to a very young team. So, we'll see how it plays out. I don't think I think he's going into this with an open mind. Um, I know you're going to see him speculated about because anytime an opening, an NBA opening comes up, everybody, you know, there's always, somebody's always has a, a list of the hot young assistant coaches. Um, so it, it, those same names will circulate for every opening. I think Houston has one right now as well. Um, but I, I, I think Trey will go into it with an open mind. And he said that he doesn't feel any. Particular sense of urgency. The the lottery is May sixteenth. He didn't really seem to indicate that that would be any like he's not going to feel rushed by, you know, the uh, artificial deadline of having someone in by the lottery or the draft or anything else. I think he wants to get it done sooner than later. I asked if there was any urgency to get it done because you would, one of the priorities, and he mentioned in his three D's uh, blueprint, development is one of them, with a young roster and, and the and the need to you know in in the off season to get to get a robust player development program going if he felt the need to do that. I don't think he does because he still has all of Casey's development coaches under contract. They're going to be working with these guys anyway up until the point that a new coach is hired and a new staff is brought in. So um, I, that's a long way of saying I, I don't think he's got a preconceived notion of a particular coach, but I think he knows what qualities he's looking for. And and when he senses those qualities over the course of the interview process, I think he'll, I think the, I think the right coach will, he'll know it when he sees it. Keith Langlois, Pistons.com. You can follow everything with the coaching search and the replacement for Dwayne Casey at Pistons.com. Appreciate the update, my man. Anytime, Bill. Thanks. All right. Keith Langlois checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Pistons. On the way from Valley Sports, Detroit. Tim McCormick will talk about the replacement uh, for Casey. And also, when will the Pistons be competitive again? They, they, they've stepped way back. And I'm not sold on Cade Cunningham being the rock star. I'm not. Because I think to be a rock star in the NBA, you have to play on both ends of the floor. And the Pistons' defense this year was pathetic. So McCormick will join us from the Motor City next. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Breaking Benjamin. Live in concert in Grand Rapids. With special guests, Bush. And Another Day Dawns. 
See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For more, visit BreakingBenjamin.com. Get tickets now. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute, Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. The 1-2. Right side. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. We do it every afternoon at 3 on 19 stations all across the state. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Let's go talk about Dwayne Casey out as the Pistons head coach and what the future holds for that team on and off the court. His name is Tim McCormick, Hoops Insider, Bally Sports Detroit, also college basketball on ESPN. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line. So how big of a surprise was it to you, Timmy, that Casey was moved upstairs into the front office? Zero. And I am I expected it would come just because that's what happens in sports when you have four years and win a total of eighty games, that that's not good enough and there's an accountability to it. Uh everybody likes Dwayne Casey. I think he does some good things. But it's just you know, when you're when you're rebuilding, there comes a point where you say, "Okay, you know, we've lost enough games. Now we need the the right coach to take these young players to a higher level." I, I also was pretty certain after the Indiana game where uh, Dwayne Casey talked to Tom Gorris, you know, for 45 minutes or so after the game, and you could just hear the tone of his voice. His verbiage was more about, uh, you know, next year. We need to do this and that. He wasn't talking about the game. He wasn't talking X's nose. He wasn't talking about, 
things that happened against the Pacers, his 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 whole tone changed, and that's when I knew that that he would not be coaching anymore after the last game. What type of coach do they need? They need a guy who's tougher because that's a delicate balance in the NBA. They need more creativity, motivation. Uh, who would be the not necessarily name out there, but the perfect description on what the next coach needs to be for the Pistons? A combination of of toughness and accountability, and and the ability to teach, uh, to, to hold the players accountable, and and to start start really developing chemistry. I, I um throughout much of the year, I, I was targeting two names. That, that I thought would be really good. Quinn Snyder, I'm a big fan of his. He's gone. He's with Indiana, or with Atlanta now. The other name was Ime Odoka, um, who was with the Celtics before. And I, I really thought he'd be a, a great choice. Um, but, you know, who knows? I, I've seen many, many lists. It, it's pretty, pretty deep and exp- expansive. Um, but I, I trust Troy Weaver. I think he'll do an excellent job. Tim McCormick, college and NBA Hoops Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking about the Pistons and who their next coach will be. But more importantly, I think, with the collection of this young talent, I know we had the Kate injury, and they're going to get a monster draft pick uh, this summer. Why have other teams accelerated – uh, getting back to the playing game or accelerated their rebuild, reload, whatever you want to call it, like in Oklahoma City or in Orlando, what's different than what the Pistons have done? Was it all on the coaching? Is it on the lack of defense? How would you rank it as to why the Pistons haven't been quicker on the rebuild? Well, you know, it's been really clear that that with Victor Wambanyama, it changes the whole trajectory of of the way you do business. Um, you know, he's a, a generational, transformational player, and and what you're looking at is if if you get him, you're in the playoffs the next ten or twelve years. You, you're probably going to win a title at some point. So I think that that the Pistons were at the right point in their rebuild. Um, you know, for OKC. They really, they've got too many good young players. They did a great job with their draft, and they have a ridiculous number of picks coming up over the next five years. Um, for the Pistons, it only took sitting Boyan Bogdanovich and, and Cade Cunningham to, to get them where they needed to go. Um, they also are a poor shooting team. Their defense is horrible because they're so darn young. And and then the the other part is that they just, you know, when you've got young players, they're excited about the opportunity to go against their heroes and score a ton of points. And, you know, and with that comes a little bit of, of lack of chemistry. I think that was an issue as well. I bet they'll have the coach by, what, uh, right after the lottery, somewhere before Memorial Day weekend. So that coach gets, what, close to a month or so uh, to work with the team on the draft. I think that that's reasonable. There's a list of, you know, 10 to 15 guys that I think are serious candidates. And, and so you're right to be able to sit down with your next coach and give him some input on the type of system he wants to run, the, the, the type of personnel he needs to be able to make that work. Pistons have, you know, between 25 and $30 million of cap space. That's going to be helpful. 
Do they want to use that right now in sort of a weak free agent class or possibly hang on to it? The, the truth is that regardless of whether you get the number one, two, or three pick in this year's draft, the Pistons are not going to be the playoff team next year. And I think that everybody kind of knows that and expects it. Um, but they should make progress. Timmy, always good to talk hoops with you, my friend. Enjoy some downtime, all right? I appreciate it. Good talking to you, Bill. All right, back ahead to Tim McCormick. Check it in on the Meyer guest side. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Pistons. Speaking of proud, I know the Flint Firebirds, who lost a Game 7 last night to Saginaw, they sent out a cool tweet, just how proud they were of their fan base and that Flint-Saginaw OHL hockey series, first time ever. Those two rival cities met on the ice, and it went seven games. And the Saginaw spirit prevailed last night. They'll move on, Flint ends their season. But they sent out a great tweet to their fans. Both those organizations have had a chance to get to know both sides of that rivalry. And, man, I wish I could have been there for that Game 7 last night. But great, not just hockey fans, but sports fans. And both Flint and Saginaw, we're proud to have our longtime affiliate, Sports Extra 1330 in Flint, and also 100.9 FM in Midland Bay City in Saginaw, which is home for the Dodgers high affiliate, the Great Lakes Loons, who play a beautiful Dow Diamond. I tell everybody across the state, you want to see a fabulous baseball facility, go check out a Loons game sometime soon at Dow Diamond. And we got the Lug Nuts in Lansing for our listeners on the game, 7.30 a.m., and every once in a while we talk to Dan Hasty, voice of the Tigers' high-A affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps, and they're just north of GR and Comstock Park. I do have an update from my friend Johnny Brand. Brand Steakhouse and Grills have the Steakhouse Burger Basket, six ninety nine, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m., $6.99, you get a huge burger with a ton of fries. For $6.99, every day for lunch, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m., and all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. Now, you'll find the brands in Bay City, if you listen on 100.9 FM, brands in Caledonia, just south of Grand Rapids, if you tune in on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station, Brands in Holland on James off of US 31. If you listen on WHTC along the Lakeshore in Ottawa County. Johnny Brands in Granville, just west of GR. Johnny Brands in downtown Grand Rapids on Leonard off of 131. And you'll have Mike Brands Sr. with his brand, Steakhouse and Grill and Cascade, just east of town. That $6.99 Steakhouse Burger Basket. Burger and fries, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. Happens at all brands' locations except for Tommy Brands on Division in Wyoming on the west side of the state. Now, if you miss any of our interviews, podcasts, they're all free. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering 
inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It's our number three on a Tuesday broadcast with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. You can join in on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Our Bush Light huge question of the day. How much MBA when it comes to the Pistons did you watch or attend in person in downtown Detroit? You can answer that question at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. They are a local bank with locations all across Michigan. You can depend on them and trust them, which is more important than ever before. And thank you, uh, Mercantile Bank, for your partnership here on the Michigan Sports Network. And we welcome back one of our MLB Tigers insiders. He's a former major leaguer out of Hudsonville, Michigan, played for the Broncos down in Kalamazoo, John Vanderwall. Also an assistant head coach, highest paid assistant head coach in the history of Michigan High School Athletics at Forest Hill Central. Ready to talk some Tigers baseball, MLB Trending storylines. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. And hey, I, I appreciate you guys putting my name on this chair here now. So I've got a place here. Yeah, we got we got your we got your name on a chair because you've been doing really well coming in studio. Ding ding. And, and we got your name on the dumb button because you like to swear. <laughs> <laughs> so we got two spots there. All right. Yes. Be careful. Yes. Okay. I know you, you Johnny. We're not in the clubhouse back in your days with I bonds. Rolling. I get rolling. Jeter. You do get real well. The Tigers are making a lot of people swear right now, and I don't want to, you know, talk game by game. I just want to go in general. Now, from our last conversation a week ago to where we are now, and I'm looking at a team and my my eyes on the Tigers on opening day in person. All the games I've watched, I DVR every game, watch it live, or go through it. They just don't look like an everyday major league squad. And I know they had a couple of great games in Houston, but man, I you know, Green, which, you know, and Torkelson, I'll give you credit. You you said both of them would emerge. I like Carpenter, right? Uh, Jake Rogers has a really nice quick bat for a catcher, which is something you normally don't see outside of maybe like a Buster Posey or Posada old school. So the youth is impressing me, but the problem is there's not a lot around them right now. And the pitching staff, and including the bullpen, outside of a couple of arms that we'll get to, is a major concern. So from where you sat in that chair a week ago to where we are today, uh, again, not a game-by-game breakdown, but what's your, well, what's your forecast viewpoint from above looking down on the Tigers? They're going to hit. They're the the young kids' swings are good. They're keeping the barrel long for the zone. They're not pulling off. They're not consistently pulling off, but they have a consistent pattern through. So, offensively, I'm pleased. I they're going to come along. They're going to they're going to do well. The bad thing is the pitching is horrible. It's it's worse than I said, and I, and I honestly, at this point, I didn't think it could be. 
and hopefully these pitchers get some more starts under their belt. But it, it's it's bad. Didn't we have our conversation uh, towards the end of spring training? Your first one in studio, John. That hey, we thought the pitching might get them through early, and we had more questions about the hitting and uh, the Veerling deal looks good. I mentioned Green, great, it looks uh, great. You know, you, you look at Carpenter, uh, Torkelson. You know, Meadows uh, having to step away because of some personal issues, mental health issues. Again, that's more important than baseball, but he's a big loss. But those four young guys, like uh, and, and Jake Rogers, don't forget Akil Badu. I and I feel for uh, for Meadows. I've been in that. I've been in that situation where mentally you're you're strained, you're out, and he can't control that right now. So he does. He needs to leave. However, it opens up a huge door for Akil Badu, and I've always liked Akil Badu. And what I've seen this weekend and the two games I've seen him play, I like the swing. He's staying inside the ball. Get him consistent abs now. Abs now because I mean this. this they're not going to win. And I said 65. Maybe if the pitching comes around, they'll get to 65. But now is a the time. They've got the young kids. you got to let them play. I agree 100%. We talked about that. How long before you put Scope and the veterans and even Cabrera, you know, you, you'll let him hit 250 because he, he's earned it. You know, he's going to run out there as much as he uh, wants to. And, you know, I think Kreidler still can hit. I like his bat. He's young. He, I know. He's another guy who's been rushed. He's been rushed up. He almost has that torque feel from a year ago. Exactly. Right? They just rushed him up. Excuse me. He's going to oh, falter. Was that, was, that, well, was that a dumb button, excuse me? Or no, no. I got, th- that's a, uh, a scrambled eggs and golfing thing. You okay. Know, before, right. so. That's nice. But Appreciate the burp update from John Vanderwall. Did you get a smell of it? Yeah. That's pretty well, good. Usually when you smell rotten eggs, I got to get the air freshener going. Well, I mean, rotten eggs, we're talking about the Tigers, but their hitting is pretty good. Now you got Kreidler. Kreidler's another guy been rushed up. For me, the Hernandez, the Hernandez guy probably should have been on the team. Uh, it's another veteran. You need some, to bring some veterans in that can play, that need to be able to mix in with these young kids, and and they they don't have it, especially with metal. That's what's down. missing. I, well, I, you know, if you would have told me, okay, bef- go back to our spring training conversation here on the Huge Show across Michigan, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer. Many stops played with Bonds and Jeter. He's out of Hudsonville, Michigan, lives on the west side of the state also. A hitting coach for the highly acclaimed Grand Rapids Forest Hills Central Ranger baseball program. In inter-squad games, the hitters hit 890 as a team. You talk about a pitching staff that needs a step up. <laughs> okay. I'm just I'm building you up. Yeah, I know, yeah. I, 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 I do that for eleven. I know. Yeah, so if you would have told me these young guys that we mentioned are contributing, I think the Tigers would have been around five hundred right now. But that pitching again, we we keep going uh, back to it. And, and 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 if you go deep inside the numbers for the bullpen, I you know just like there are bright spots with the young guys, there are a couple of Foley and I think it's Englert who I really like. They look like gamers. They look like they want the ball right. <sighs> Here's the deal. It, every year, somehow, somewhere... That's 14 size, and we're about 10 minutes in. Well, we're talking about the pitching here. Every year, in any every big league team, there's always arms that come out of nowhere. And they're always in the bullpen, and they do well, and they get to that point where they get two or three or four or five years as a bullpen because they if you're in the bullpen they run you ragged these big league teams they throw they throw you out there to the meat so 
you're always going to find some big league. You're going to find some big league arms that can pitch in the bullpen. The problem is now you got guys going three, four. Your starters going three and four, five innings maybe, and you can't do that. And serve, your bullpen can't survive to, and do that. But this all happened again. Whoop, 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 whoop. You hear that helicopter? The propeller heads, the technical geeks. They go out and they want pitchers to only pitch a certain number. They want them to go through the lineup only two times. Well, when you start doing that, you start depleting all of the pitchers down below. The game has gone south, too, in the pitching department. You don't see guys going through the lineup three times, going seven, eight, nine inning, complete innings, you know, complete game, 137 pitches. You don't see it anymore. They, they get near 100 and like, ooh, ooh, we can't get them over 100. You're doing a lot of sound effects today. You're I doing feel size. good today. You're doing a helicopter. Balance of nature is a wonderful you, you, thing. You did a borderline uh, baseball police siren. Woo, woo. That's a helicopter. Come on uh, We just did a woo, woo. Okay. What woo, was the woo? woo? That's, that, that, that's, that's <laughs> Ronnie Woo leave? from the Can uh, I get some woo? From the Wrigley Field What's era. going on? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, high school You're baseball. Happy. I know, Ranger baseball. All right, so I, I was looking up the starters. This is a good number for the Tigers. That through their first nine games, the starters didn't have a win. <laughs> but that, yeah. but it's tough, though. You have to go, what is it? You know, you're taking them out early on pitch counts. Yes. And you're playing the analytics game right now with a team where you don't need to be playing the analytics game. You need to find out who can be a major league starter, who can be a major league hitter. That's it. Yes, you're you're exactly right. You know, Fiedo's down in the minor leagues. He could be hurt too. He's another one who got jacked up last year. Turnbull because of does. Their... I was there in person. He doesn't look like. Oh, I know. And I that no movement that hurts on his ball, me. Right? That Just hurts a... me because what this kid showed when he was when he was healthy, he was top notch kid. The first two starts I've seen, I'm like, I mean, I was I was quivering in my seat going. It's slop. It's absolute slop. He's no throwing movement. up there. Nothing. I mean, there's no life on the fastball. Uh, breaking balls are it. They're roly. It, it's it's good pitching to hit, and that's not good. When Zach McKinstry had to come in and pitch again after they had a day off before that, had to come in and pitch. Can I can I just ask people like? That, to me, is a sign that your team sucks. Yes. When you get position players that come in and pitch. Yeah. That there's not one arm you could have given some work. One arm. I'm talking one arm in the pen. Amen. That you could have given some work. It's just a message. Like, I I get people now blaming Scott Harris. Like, he didn't do anything no, during he, the winter. No, he's not. He has nothing to do, to do with this. Nothing. And they left some of Al's But the three guys, other guys are there. And, and they it. left him. They didn't clean house. Yeah, or I mean, you essentially have the same team that last they wanted winter you told last me, year. Last winter, you told me on air in studio, John Vanderwall, former major league hitter, that they needed to completely clean house, and yeah. they didn't do it. They didn't, and the architects are still there, and they were the ones who told us. And I'm a Tiger fan now. They told us they were going to compete last year. Well, this team is about the same. Granted, you gave away a couple relievers that were pretty good, but. I believe that they got pretty good return for those pitchers for what we're, what this team is going to do in 2023. You've got some young kids, you got some offensive kids. Let's see what they do. Yeah, Verlene looks like a major league. Mayton, you got to get these guys. You got to get them out there and play every day. You know, originally I wanted Torkelson 
to start in the in the minor leagues, which I still think should have been the plan. However, now that's totally gone. He's shown that he can keep the the barrel through the zone. He's he's had really good swings at some off speed pitches. You got to let these guys play. Let's see where they're at again in the middle end of May. I think they're going to make a run because I, they are going to be able to score some runs, but. You're never going to get away from this pitching staff, you know. Then they had the guy; they got the the guru pitching coach, who is supposed to be the almighty here. But he does no. These arms are these arms are not good. Not to say that they can't come out and blend some good starts in, but okay. Rodriguez, three starter, can't find the strike zone. Turnbull, I hope he doesn't. Th- find the strike zone because it's going to get bombed right now the way that there's no life on the on the fastball. The next guy, Wentz, lefty, can't find the strike zone. Who was the fourth guy? Who just pitched? We got uh, the rotation is uh, Rod or Matt Manning. Well, Manning's thrown tonight. Yeah, Manning's throwing yeah, right. So who threw yesterday? Who threw yesterday? Oh, 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 the, oh, the ten million dollar twelve inning guy, Boyd. Boyd. So. And I did like the life on his fastball. I mean, he's worked on this changeup that's supposed to be a, a, a career. Yeah, Boyd, Boyd's 0-2. I'm looking at the start. Can't find the strike zone. Right. Uh, Rodriguez is 0-2. Turnbull is 0-2. And, and that is your – and when – no, Boyd's 0-1. Wentz is 0-2. And that's that's what you have. Yeah, and now Manning's, Manning's uh, uh, the fifth guy. So – he has shown bright spots, but he's another three, four guy. You got a, you have an entire rotation of maybe a three, but a lot of four and five starters right now. That's what you have. That is not a good sign for the summer. It isn't. I agree with you, hundred percent. I, I don't know. You're you, the quicker you can get anybody in Toledo who's young and you think has a shot at being a major leaguer. In 2024, you need to get them at bats. I don't care about service years left on a deal. None of that. I, I I tend to agree with that. The other thing that really needs to happen is Mr. Baez needs to wake up a little bit because he's a better wow. player than what he's what well, he's Well, him and shown. Rodriguez, you know, when you when you step back and look at the lack of production from Rodriguez and Baez last year and into early this year. There, there's the veterans that you needed somebody to be your ace, and you need a guy to be hitting 280 and not hitting homers, but doubling people in. Javi, hey, Javi, Javi, you want to get out of Motown? Start hitting. Start hitting. He's not. A, yeah, because if he hits, he's going to get traded. He's going to get traded to a good team, and he's really going to perform for a good team. He's a good player, but I think he sees what's around him, and he's going, oh, no. And it, and it almost looks like you can see it when he's playing. Is like, this is not good. I got I granted I got my money, but this is this is bad. And hey Javi, you need to start hitting to get out of Motown. Even Miguel's by I've seen all right two the two opening days in person. Body language, season opener, hey, you're pumped up at the start of a major league baseball season. They're down in Tampa. It looked like varsity versus J V. And obviously, with Tampa start, it's amazing the Rays, but they find a way to do it without the contracts, right? You almost got to take those three games out of it. But even if you take those three games out of it, you still got a JV team. I mean, and they had they came alive with the young hitters against Houston, right? Where right now, early in the season, scouting reports are going to challenge a lot of these young guys. It will be in a month 
when they have a book on them, Johnny. You know that. And I was going to say hit, that, right? that you're awesome. Yes, exactly. I'm the awesome. Book, wow. No, you, but that is that is a, a valid point. Now that they're, they're going to have the book's going to change on them, and they're going to have to change. So, so how do you adjust? That's when you become a major leaguer, right? Absolutely, pitcher hitter. Yeah, manager, everything. Everything. When the book gets on you, now you've got to be able to change the book. You've got to get them I, off of what the book is. I don't think they're getting 50 wins. Ooh, I I can't go that low. I Because every team, even if you are a AAA team, because the Tigers were a AAA team last year and they did go on a roll. They did go on a roll. So you will get on a roll. I I mean, I'm. I was on sixty-five. I'm. I'm. I can't stick on sixty-five now. Just with the staff, it's. It's not good. Not unless these guys they need you know two or three more starts to get relevant. Which, in a typical year and a typical team, the pitching is typically way ahead of the hitters through the first three weeks of a big league season, and that's not the case in Detroit, Michigan. If you Google worst MLB regular season records, the Tigers this year are fifth all the time for worst win percentage. And the A's from this year are third. And the Cleveland Spiders from 1899 were 20 <laughs> and 134. Spiders were just drinking. Hey, they were going down to the saloon. They were all over the place. Uh, the second worst record, the Pittsburgh Alleghenies. 1890, 23 and 113. They're not that bad. <laughs> I can't go to 50. Pittsburgh Alligators. No, I'm, I'm looking modern era where we start getting into the Mets were 40 and 120. The Tigers in 2003, remember they were flirting with that modern. Oh, I played that team. That could have been the worst team I've ever seen. 43 and 119. Oh, wow. They only won 43 games. Because I, I was with the Yankees that year. They were brutal. They were bad. That's 2003, right? Boy, this team kind of. <laughs> uh, 43 Ooh. wins. All right, so you're Ooh. so you're nine in going into the start of <laughs> I got a the Toronto Series that. tonight. All right, so you're nine. You're two and seven. So if we multiplied that by the season, so 162 games in a season, right? So you're nine in. That would be what 60, 70. Ooh, you're gonna be you're gonna be knocking right on that that door. Well, oh. this month of April is a pretty tough schedule too. Well, not, all, not just month of April. I, I, yeah, I, you you line yeah. up right now against anybody on the schedule, Johnny. I was I looking at it. They. I don't know when they're going to be a favorite again in a baseball game on any betting board. That tells you how well, they don't have a they don't have a guy when you give them the ball automatically going to go. Okay, that's how you get one of three in that series, right? Yes, that's Toronto true. hits the snot out of the baseball. They're probably going to score eight runs a game starting tonight. Hit the over. I <laughs> the over. Oh my God! It's. He meant to say for his high school team, hit it over the fence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hit it over the fence. I still can't go. I'm going to go 62 wins. 62 wins. Okay, so because I have faith that as baseball players, I just can't believe that what we've seen in the starting pitching, that they can be that bad. I'm just hoping that they can turn it around, that these guys can find the strike zone. I still like Rodriguez's arm. I, I, I like him out of all of them. He's the best. But he can't find the zone right now. If he starts finding the zone, he's the guy who's going to give them a chance to win. Turnbull, what do you give him, one or two more starts? Maybe if his arm comes alive, he comes alive. But 
right now, the first two starts I've seen, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is brutal. You're going 62 wins with I'm this gonna, team. I, okay, I'm 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 still an optimist, but I remember so. That 2003 Felipe team. Felipe Lou was a, was help. Well, what's his name? The manager. He, he was his bench coach. You were you were with the Yankees. Oh, the Yankees. That's and, Jeter, right? Yeah. So we walk into Detroit, and Felipe and I were were really close back then. And he goes, "You know, Mandy, we got a lot of good guys on this team, but they can't play the game. We need to get some bad guys who can play the game." <laughs> So talk about the personality. Yeah, he said, we got a lot of good guys on this team, but they can't. They don't know how to play baseball. We got to get some bad guys so we can win. (laughs) They were brutal. So we okay. So we clinched. Didn't somebody lose twenty games a pitcher that year? Did Maroth lose twenty? I don't. We clinched that Saturday afternoon. I remember this. You clinched in Detroit. Yeah, the Yankees did. So you know. You know, everyone's partaking in beverages, and uh, we've got a date. We had like an eleven or twelve o'clock game because that was the day that Ford Field opened, and the Lions were playing. Trammell was the manager of this team. No, no, it was not Trammell. It he? was Felipe Alou. It was um, I can't think of his name. Louis thinking? Pujols. It was Louis Pujols. Are you thinking two thousand three? You got the right year. Yes, two thousand three was Louis Pujols. No, it was 2002. Yeah. 2002 was Louis Pujols. Okay, you got three was even worse. No, this is a story from 2002. Yeah, I was saying, we're getting the All right. So, So uh, Louis was, the, anyway, we clinched that, and that team was bad, too. Maybe they weren't 43, but they were bad. Anyway, we uh, we played them, and I think we swept them, and it was, they were, they were bad. That's all I got to say. Yeah, man, it was like, I mean, I'm looking at, we had guys that were were rolling in at eleven twenty that were starting that were just coming off of town. It was funny. Like I won't mention his name. He knows it if he hears the story, but he's in the lineup hitting third and third or fourth. Anyway, it's like eleven twenty, eleven twenty five. He's not there. Eleven thirty. He finally strolls in with his with his suitcase. He managed to get suited up. Just in time to walk out, <laughs> he's hitting third. I think he was hitting third or fourth. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, and we still won that game. Tigers finished forty-seven games behind the Twins in two thousand and three. They were forty-three and one hundred nineteen. Okay, wow, man, yeah. I believe- AJ Hinch was on that team. He was a catcher. 2003. Karma is what? (laughs) (laughs) Brandon Edge. So Matt Waldbeck, who uh, he he was the manager of the West Michigan Whitecaps for a while, wasn't he? Uh, Yeah. Oh, you you didn't say that with a rousing. No, I don't. I do not know him that well. So, look, at, look at some of the pitchers on that team. And these guys come and go that were well, on the roster at one point. How many, how many years playing time did A.J. have? I don't know. Is it, but the pitcher, the catchers were Inge, Hinch, and Walbeck. That's actually not three bad catchers. Shane Halter, Omar Infante. All-star lineup. Danny Clawson. <laughs> Warren Morris. Eric Munson. Dean Palmer. Craig Paquette. Carlos Pena. Uh, Ramon Santiago, Kevin Witt. Wow. Outfielders were Harum uh, Boca Chica, Bobby Higginson, 
Oh, he was there, just like Jesse James. Gene, uh, Gene Kingsale. Higginson. Craig uh, Monroe. Ben uh, Petrick. Oh, Ben Petrick. I know, Benny. Sanchez. Anders Torres. Dimitri Young. Wow. Well, wow. And Tram was the manager. The coaches were Bruce Fields. Gibson was the bench coach. Lance Parrish. Juan Samuel. Mick Kelleher. And Bob Cluck with Tram. That's not a bad staff. But you could have put the, the staff out there to play. <laughs> I'm serious. I, the beat, staff's better than probably, the players. They probably beat them in inner squad scrimmage. <laughs> so that was 2003. Wow. Wow, yeah. So I'm, I, was, I was mixed up for 2002. Fernando Rodney, Matt Roney. These are some of the pitchers that came and went. Bonderman, Franklin Herman. Wow. Nate Cornejo. Oh, I remember, I think I used to, when he was, I was just starting, we would do the Beavis and Butthead again, I don't want to say it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I remember when he would pitch. I, uh, we were on air. We had, remember that was when the Angels had the rally monkey, and we had a donkey with the donkey sound when they were trying to win games. And not, I hated that rally monkey. Not, and, not, and, and not have the all-time record of 120 plus losses that the Mets had. And then we had the rally ass, which was a donkey. And we had that when they were rallying to win. And anytime they were coming back, we'd play the donkey sound bites. Hey, when your team's the worst in baseball and 47 out, you had to find ways to entertain. All right. We got to do another segment. Stick around. Okay? 10 for All right. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, talking Tigers, MLB baseball in studio. If you have a question or comment, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. In the den. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. The Tigers are limping into their next series after being swept at home by Boston and having lost four straight overall. They're in Toronto to battle the Blue Jays in the first of a three-game series. The Blue Jays finished second in the AL East a year ago thanks to 30 one-run wins, and in the offseason, they only got better, acquiring defensive whiz center fielder Kevin Kiermeyer, steady right-handed starter Chris Bassett, and young phenom Dalton Varsho, who came over in a trade. It's the Tigers' third opening day ceremony. They were Tampa's first opponent to start the year, welcomed Boston for opening the home portion of their schedule, and now are Toronto's opponent in their first home game. Let's hope it goes better than the first two. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids, and now they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Now, Dorn Mayhew is an east side firm. Now you get the west side of Michigan with Bean Carter. And whether you're a small business or big business, they can handle all of your accounting and business needs at Bean Carter. 
Just go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I mentioned with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew, they cover all of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast. Find out how the pros at Bean Garter can help your business today. Go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I know Tom Rosenbach and his team are so happy about their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Godsmack, live and in your face. Friday, May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Plus, Bad Wolves. At St. Show, same night. Bullet for my Valentine. Tickets start at $28 on sale now at the Soaring Eagle box office or etix.com. Party hard, rock harder. Godsmack, May 26th. Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on this Tuesday broadcast being heard all across Michigan on 19 fabulous radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also, you can listen live on our stream at thehugeshow.net. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show to listen live anywhere where you have mobile service. John Vanderwall is in studio once again talking Tigers, Major League Baseball. Tigers open up a series in Toronto tonight. Their schedule is extremely tough. And I'm looking ahead to my first checkpoint in Major League Baseball every year. On air has been Memorial Day weekend, Fourth of July weekend, Labor Day weekend on where a team's at. I'm trying to do the math on the amount of wins they're going to have by Memorial Day weekend, the Tigers. I can't get the 10. I can't get the 10 wins. They're going to be more than ten by Memorial Day. Yeah, they'll be more than ten. I how many games have the how many games was it? 50, 40, 40 games by that time. Fifty. Yeah, they're two and seven right now. Yeah, they'll be all right. I mean, they're not going to be. I, and I understand where you're coming from, but I, they just cannot play that. Ball. All right, so I'm got, just saying. They I got I three just, in Toronto beginning tonight, and you got Manning versus Manoa. And we'll talk about Matt Manning in a moment. He could be the, is he the bright spot of the team right now, of the starters? Manning? 3.18 ERA, the best of the Let's group. see if he can maintain. Um, he, to me, is another, he's going to be like the Gibson guys. Gibson with the Orioles. He's always going to be like that three guy. He's pretty smart as he matures and gains some age and some experience in the Major League Baseball. I think he's going to be a very, very good pitcher. Right now, there's a lot. I believe there's a lot of stamina issues. Like he'll come out one day and be throwing 94, 95, and then the next day he's at 90, 89. So let's see what he, how he comes about the next two or three starts. Hopefully, he has life in his, his pitches today because he's going into he's going into a tough lineup that he's going to face, and he needs the A game. If he doesn't have his A game, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. So look at three in Toronto. 
Then they get San Francisco back at Comerica Park for three. Think about that. Uh, and then they're get Cleveland back at home at Comerica. Which they never do well against Cleveland. Yeah, and by the way, that Cleveland series, tickets starting at $4.53. So On the secondary market. To the man in the second row. Uh, that's a Cleveland series because that, that's a weekday series, right? You know, weekends people still want to get to the ballpark and have a few beers and enjoy the game. So um, I'm trying to figure out 10 wins before Memorial Day weekend. So well, maybe you're right on. Uh, you've got the screens in front of you. And you oh, get I got the schedule, right here. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the schedule. So Toronto for three, San Francisco at home for three, Cleveland at home for three, then at Baltimore for three at Milwaukee. Baltimore back home for four to end April. Then the Mets come to Detroit uh, at the ballpark for three. At St. Louis for three. At Cleveland for three. Seattle at home for three. Pittsburgh at home. At Washington for three. And then Kansas City and the White Sox to wrap up. Uh, Well, and then Texas right at the end of the month. There, there are a lot of teams that hit. 20. 20 wins? Fifth, between 15 and 20. I'm giving them one win per series. So how many series is that? I'm not going to count them all. We're not doing live math on here. All right, 10, Vanderbilt. 12, 15. I'm thinking 15, 15, 16, 7, 15 to 20. Okay. I'll, Give me a buffer. Give me a buffer. I'll, 15, go, I'll go 13. All right. What do you, we'll, we'll have this tape for after Memorial Day. All right. So what can make this run better? As, as I'm looking ahead to Memorial Day on the schedule, and it's a uh, solid, you know, it's a lot of games, you know, in Detroit. You see Seattle, you see the Mets, you see San Francisco. I mean, why not get down to the ballpark? But what, I guess the only thing that can make this better, because I believe in what you said to start the broadcast this hour, that they will hit will be if the starting pitching comes around and Javi Baez starts to hit. And Javi needs to get his mind right. He is a very, very good player. I, I'm watching. He can play. He's not, for me, he's not a shortstop. He is a second baseman on a team that can go, that is going to go to the playoffs and that can make a deep run in the playoffs. He, the, he's a second baseman and he needs to be on a good team. This is not a good team, but he needs to refocus, get himself rolling here so that he can get out of here and that the Tigers can uh, possibly get some draft picks or get get something get something in return because I believe after this year, no matter even if he does get traded, that he he can avoid the contract. So I believe that if he goes somewhere else, that he is he's an he's an all star type player. He really is. Yeah, so he gets traded, and they get something in return, going. right? Yes, yeah, yeah maybe a young pitcher. Or- Something like that. Kreidler is more of a shortstop than a second or third baseman, so that might be a natural spot. They, you know, again, I, I was looking at you know Toledo. At, at probably around thirty forty in is when you start looking at the minors to see if there's other guys you want to give major league seasoning, right? Correct. I can't believe we're talking about this nine games in. Well, we wouldn't be if we didn't witness what we're witnessing. I mean, I I hope that we are totally wrong and that they go into Toronto and they and they something happens and they roll because as a fan and I know a lot of people that are fans and they live and die Detroit Tiger baseball and they're on the radio and they're mowing their lawns and doing their lawns and 
we were told that this is the year that they're going to start competing and they're not. So I hope that we're wrong, but I don't believe we are. It's going to be a tough year. It's going to be a very, very tough year. It's going to be a long year. Uh, the people, the architects of this debacle are still there. Chris, they're still there. You need to do something. you got to give the guy who I, I, I'm, and again, this is a short blank. It's a little blank, but this is some of the small moves that the guys made, I'd like. Not means that means anything, but I think they're on the right track. But you need to let him have his own guys. And may, if these are his own guys, then it is what it is. But he needs to get his own guys, his own manager. End of story. You know, I was looking at Toledo, and Akil Badu was hitting the ball well, and he's up now. Nevin uh, right. was like at 1,000. I don't think he's made it out yet, the Nevin. Yeah, the Tyler Nevin is hitting 516. Oh, my bad. So He's a first baseman, though. Yeah, but he... I think they, it, they have a lot of low... Again, it's early, you get weather. I think he can a, play third, though, too. I thought he was a third baseman, too. Heck, you could DH him or throw him in the outfield. I mean, he, he can play mild. His, so when when his, do you you went to Toledo for Badu when Meadows went on the personal list? So you know maybe you start looking after Memorial Day on that first. Well, it's, games it's tough to say. You know who knows? Cabrera might just break down. Um, Parker Meadows I, is hitting two sixty five. Yeah, Parker in Toledo. needs a full year. He needs a full year in AAA. Nevin is uh, five sixteen right now. Well, and I, I believe Nevin was going to make the the. The club, if he didn't, he he, what he blow out his side, whatever that thing is, he blew that thing out. Oblique, yeah, there you go. So he blew that out, and <laughs> I mean, those are tough to come back from. Yeah. So that, that's, I believe that's the only reason why he's in AAA. All right, Johnny. Uh, good luck to the Forest Hill Central Rangers. Uh, you are an astonishing hitting coach. Playing a tough Byron Center team. You got a game tonight? Yeah, got uh, three with them. Very, very good team. Athletic team over there. All right. So you wait, you said we got two minutes on the backside. Is that what you said, Superfly? Oh, yeah. Okay, I want to do a what's on tap at Brands. Talk about their six ninety nine steak, burger, and fries lunch. Love that burger. Yeah, it's out there. At, uh, you got the Brands in Cascade. Mike Brands Sr. Cold Coors Mike Light. Jr.'s out there. There you go. You got, well, no, Bushlight. My, okay, my, my bad. Okay, Bushlight. Bushlight. All right, thank you, Bush John Vanderwall. All right, enjoy. Yeah, well, nothing about uh, filling in, talking about the beer right after promoting the ice Hey, uh, Bushlight presents Rangers Baseball. <laughs> oh, that would go over well, wouldn't it? No, we're, <laughs> you're gonna get. You're gonna hey, get, we, hey, we do. We do I'm need a new bubble. We, we do need getting, a new bubble for our. our I'm field not going. I'm because not we got going, balls flying I'm not out of the tennis one, I'm not the one having to suit up and go to the game. You do. I know. I got to. So we we have separation. We have the Forso Central Grand Rapids Forso Central Rangers playing Byron Center. Correct. A great high school baseball game tonight. Where is it at? At Byron Center. That's a beautiful facility down there south of the Tickets are a little bit more than the Tigers and the Cleveland Indians in a couple weeks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Johnny. Thank you, my man. All right, brother. Yeah, I love him. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. 
That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MerckBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Breaking Benjamin. Live in concert in Grand Rapids. With special guests, Bush. And Another Day Dawns. See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For more, visit BreakingBenjamin.com. Get tickets now. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point in GR. With a shotgun start at 8.30 a.m., this is the event for all golf enthusiasts. Participate in an individual or foursome admission, all while having food and beverages provided. The best part is that 100% of the proceeds will benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register now at VAI.org. That's VAI.org. Bigger than any box score, local sports are a victory for the entire community. Building up leaders, breaking down barriers, connecting generations, teaching integrity, blazing a trail, sparking our economy. That's why Meyer sponsors hundreds of local sports teams throughout the Midwest. From Little League to the Big Leagues, uniforms to stadiums, Meyer knows when we support the home team, we all win. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500, plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. To the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back for our final segment during this five o'clock hour on the huge show across Michigan. I do want to thank our friends at the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, for their longtime partnership. You can book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com. That's SoaringEagleCasino.com. Indoor shows, the summer outdoor concert series, and more. Uh, get the tickets. Uh, book your incredible stay right now at SoaringEagleCasino.com. I also have a friend by the name of Johnny Brand Sr., and he wanted me to remind everybody out there that the Steakhouse Burger Lunch is back at All Brand Steakhouse and Grills, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m., Monday through Friday, six ninety nine. Steakhouse Burger and Fries. You heard me right. Six ninety nine at All Brands Steakhouse and Grills. 
That's Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m., excluding Tommy Brands in Wyoming. Now, you can find your local brands at Brands.com or check out the Brands in Bay City for our listeners on 100.9 FM. Brands in Caledonia, Mike Brand Jr. has a great spot there uh, just south of GR if you listen on 96.1 The Game. The Brands in Holland off of James and US 31 if you listen on WHTC. Johnny Brand Sr. has the Brands in Granville and also you can enjoy the Steakhouse Burger Basket for $6.99 with fries at Johnny Brands on Leonard, just off of US 31. That'd be 131, not US 31. That's over in Muskegon, 131 in downtown GR. And Mike Brands Sr. has the Brands in Cascade, just east of Grand Rapids. For the one close to you or where you're traveling, just go to Brands.com. And if you can't make it out uh, to watch the game for the Steakhouse Burger Lunch, uh, you can order your Brands favorites to go or to be delivered. Just go to Brands.com. Pick up or delivery. Uh, go to Brands.com. But remember that Steakhouse Burger Lunch, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m., six ninety nine. world-famous Steakhouse Burger with fries, six ninety nine at all brands, Steakhouse and Grills, excluding Tommy Brands on South Division in Wyoming. And also order up, pick up, take out, delivery, at your local brands, just go to brands.com. Big. Bad. Huge.